Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So I'm sure you've heard the saying that either the glass is half empty or it's half full. I am definitely a half full kind of guy. And a lot of people ask me, why am I so optimistic? I always say it is a lot better than the alternative. And I know this might be a touchy subject for a lot of people. However, when the market dips, as we've been seeing, there is a lot of panic. And I understand there are people that are losing money and they're not in the best mental state. However, I do see this as an opportunity. So today I will share how FOMO got the best of me. So I'm going to start by saying I hate to see all of the pain, anxiety, suffering that everyone's going through with this whole time. I know seeing these red charts and all sorts of things, it's easy to say, just turn off the screen, delete the app, do not look, and just hope for the best. However, I know we are human, we're going to look, but I can definitely say there is a bright side. When the market dips, as we've seen this massive dip, I truly get excited for the opportunity. Many people say that, say, oh, this is great, buy the dip and all sorts of things. They try to act like they're so positive and optimistic about it, but deep down they're cringing and they're worried and they have all sorts of things that are going on, but they want to portray it as if they're positive. However, I can definitely say people globally are actually excited about this. And let's just put things into perspective on a worldwide scale. I know so many times a lot of the audience that I do speak to is in either North America, Australia, or Europe, particularly in England, because obviously I speak English. However, those are some of the wealthiest, most developed countries, including Canada. Let's not forget Canadian listeners. (laughs) However, as many people know, I'm located physically in Jamaica. And as far as incomes go, it's the middle of the road. And I know it's not really apples to apples when you're comparing incomes from various countries because no matter what you convert it into and the living expenses just don't necessarily line up. For example, even in the United States, if you're making $100,000 in upstate New York, it is a lot different than living in New York City or in LA or San Francisco. And Not just in these major areas, but even in states. If you're coming from, say, Oklahoma, let's say Norman, Oklahoma, for those of you that are football fans, the USC Trojans, the football team, they got their coach from Norman, Oklahoma, and they ended up paying him a boatload of money. And people are saying that's ridiculous. Well, when you compare the actual living cost in Oklahoma to living in LA, that's the equivalent lifestyle that it's going to take, all that money they ended up paying him. So not to talk about football, people's salary and all of those things, but just saying a dollar is not a dollar everywhere. There's different living expenses and incomes. So in Jamaica, if you're making 5,000 US dollars, you're in the lower middle class as far as income. That's annually, by the way. So when ETH is floating around $4,000, that is a lot of money. Think about it. $5,000 for lower middle class income and one ETH being $4,000, that's really like buying an ETH for $60,000 if you're living in the U.S. And the three coins that I really take a look at and follow to really get a general feel of the market is Bitcoin, ETH, and Solana. So when I saw that sold dip below $50, this is when my eyes really lit up. Just a few days ago, it was hovering around $100. To see that it hit $50, and I know that is one of the big NFT ecosystems, it really got me interested. So in case you're wondering, why was I buying Soul anyways in this volatile market? It's because when I looked at Bitcoin, ETH, and Soul, I realized that Soul was down double what those were down. So in theory, again, this is just my line of thought as to why I did this. I'm sharing this because if you ever had this line of thought or maybe you can test against it or whatever, you can learn from my mistake or my line of thinking and how it worked out for me. 
is I saw that Soul was down double what Ethereum was. So I thought to myself, rather than buying ETH, because I do have a mint coming up and what have you, some things that I'm very interested in, by the end of the month, it would make sense for me to buy Soul and hope that the market recovers by the end of the month. And if things stabilize out and Soul goes back to its regular price or not really its regular price, but pre-madness price, then I'd be much better off. So I'm just saying all that to let you know that is what set up all of this, what got me into the situation to begin with, just in case you've ever had this line of thinking. So of course, I quickly funded my wallet and I got ready to purchase. And then I realized it started to recover. By the time I placed my order, it was for $50.12. And I just watched at that point as the price started to creep up and up. And I thought, wow, I really missed my chance. It was sub 50. Now it's going up and it's off to the races. And there's more likeliness that is going up to 100 than it is going back down to the 40s. So although I have a philosophy that once I put in that limit order, shut off my phone and walk away until it either triggers or I just miss the opportunity. But as I saw it creeping up, off to the races at 53, 54, 55, 56, what do you think I did? I canceled that $50 order and raised it to 53. Needless to say, not only did it go below 53, it went back into the 40s. And although I know, stick to the plan, do not get emotional about it, because I was seeing this and FOMO started to hit me, oh no, it is off to 100, there goes half price eat, there goes half price soul. What did I do? As I said, I raised my bid and I shouldn't have done that. And a lot of people that will speak to me, they say I'm very systematic, focused, I'm exact, unemotional. However, all of that goes out of the window when it comes to these fast moving financial markets. Now, I'll have you know that my mother will tell you that I'm probably a random and impulsive person. I do all sorts of things because what she doesn't see is normally when I make those quote unquote random decisions that seem to come out of nowhere, I've done months or hours, depending what it is, or however long, sometimes years worth of research into making that decision. And as soon as that opportunity opens up the door and I see that time to pounce, if you will, I go for it. And it just seems like I spring out of action out of nowhere. Because as I said, I'm really a methodic person. I set a plan and I usually stick to it with the exception, obviously, of this whole fast moving space. So it is definitely playing on emotions and I totally do not undermine everything. I do get it. People are stressed out, emotional about the whole thing and myself included. And what got me to abandon my plan, despite having all that discipline and what have you, is I asked myself a simple question. Is it more likely to go to 100 or back to 45? And in my opinion, seeing that it was already undervalued at 100, I thought 45 was just ridiculous. The fact that it actually hit that price was surprising to me, even below that. But I didn't think it was going to go back to there. So that's why, of course, I don't give financial advice. I don't make predictions. I don't tell anyone else what to do with their money, because if anyone asked me, would I expect to get it under 53 the following day? I would have said absolutely not. Now, granted, if I had gotten it at 53, 63, 73, or even 93, I would have said, yeah, that is a great deal. I think that is undervalued for what Soul offers. However, because I got it for 53, when I could have got it in the 40s today, I was a little emotional about it. So I thought really sharing this would just shine some light on it that it doesn't matter how disciplined, how methodic, spreadsheet-oriented, and calculating we are, emotion still plays into our decision-making, and many times for the worst. And when I really look at it and think about life, I don't think I have ever made a great decision based on FOMO. At what point in life have I ever said, you know what, I don't want to miss out on this, so let me just jump into it. It has never really worked out, whether that is in a relationship, a career, 
making a business decision that I really didn't think was a good idea. However, people were presenting the opportunity to make so much money, and I can go on and on. At this point in life, I'm pretty disciplined about not making decisions when my patience runs out because when we get impatient, those are some of the worst decisions that we'll ever make. But now I'm starting to learn a new lesson. Anytime that we feel that we're going to miss out and we have to spring into action or else that rocket ship to the proverbial moon is going to leave us behind, that is probably a sign that we're making a bad decision. And can I promise that I won't ever do that again? No, most likely I will. However, I'm definitely putting it to the test right now as I record this. I have an order standing right now for something that I believe is well under value, but as soon as I put in the limit order, the price started to go up. And less than 24 hours after learning that lesson with Solana, I'm being put to the test. And boy, is it tempting to cancel that and change the price. However, this time I am sticking to the plan. Anywho, I know this could be a very triggering subject and very touchy for a lot of people, so I promise to go back to some more of the fun stuff tomorrow. However, regardless of what kind of investments you've made in this space, whatever's going on right now, I definitely want you to know, I truly believe that better days are ahead. The glass is not half empty, it is half full. And as usual, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode as we're learning and building Web3 together. And if you're finding any value in this content, please leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And as usual, I will see you in the next one. Later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.